Welcome to Morality in the Real World. I'm Luke Malhauser. And I'm Alonzo Fife. Alonzo, before we talk about morality in the real world, let's take a moment to explain why we don't think a god can serve as the foundation for morality. Sure. Because a lot of people seem to think that you can't have real morality unless it's grounded in God. For example, this is what Christian apologist William Lane Craig says. If God does not exist, then objective moral values and duties do not exist. If there isn't a God as your absolute standard, then everything becomes socio-culturally relative. Moral values are just ingrained patterns of behavior that have evolved through biological and social evolution. So if God does not exist, objective moral values and duties do not exist. Well, I suspect that a lot of our potential listeners are going to start off like Craig, mm -hmm. thinking that yeah. there's some essential connection between morality and religion, yeah. such that you just can't have morality without God. Yeah. Not too long ago, you were standing in that position, right? You were one of those people who thought that there was some deep connection between morality yeah. and God. Yeah, and th that's just the way I was raised, you know. So when I was growing up, it didn't make any sense to me to think of a law without a lawgiver. You know, morality had to be grounded in God or else right and wrong was all just a matter of human opinion, I guess. And worse than that, if uh -huh. morality is just a matter of human opinion, then we don't have any objective ground from which we can condemn mm -hmm. rapists and pedophiles and murderers. So society is doomed. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Yeah, I imagine somebody telling a parent who loses belief in God that without their belief, they're just not going to care anything about the welfare of their child, yeah. which is absurd. I mean, tell me, when you lost your belief in God, did you suddenly become indifferent to the welfare of your friends and family? No. D did you acquire this urge to rape and kill just for the fun <laughs> of it? Uh, no. So, <laughs> I mean, some people think that's the way it works, apparently. So you think that if no one believed in any religion, there'd be no wars or fighting? I think it'd be worse. I think it'd be way worse. I know if I didn't have God's judgment to fear, I would have killed many, many times. But that's just silly. I mean, losing a belief in morality doesn't suddenly change our desires. Obviously, someone doesn't have to believe in God or even believe in morality to act morally. Yeah. However, it still might be the case that God is necessary for morality to really exist. Right, and that's what we're going to argue against. Um, now, when we talk about the problems with God-based morality, Alonzo, I think many people will expect us to bring up something called the Euthyphro Dilemma. Which is what exactly? Well, I honestly don't know whether or not the Euthyphro Dilemma actually works right now. It's something I'm researching, so actually I'd prefer to save that one for another episode. Okay, then. Is there some other reason why you think that God-based morality doesn't work? Well, in the first place, the idea that morality is linked to God doesn't actually solve any philosophical problems for us. Actually, it would only make those philosophical problems worse. I mean, think about it. How is it that morality could be grounded in the attitudes of a timeless, spaceless, 
supernatural being who is defined as being the opposite of everything that we know and understand. Right. I mean, that's just crazy, incoherent, or at least it's way harder to justify that uh -huh. than other theories of morality based on less controversial and confusing features of the world. So adding God to the picture doesn't help give us objective morality. It just makes everything way worse. Well, I've had people tell me that something is bad, like eating pork, just because God disapproves. And I have to ask, why does God's disapproval make it wrong for me to eat pork? Yeah. I mean, if God doesn't like pork, that's fine. I'm not going to force him to eat any. <laughs> but if they're saying that I shouldn't eat pork just because God doesn't like it, how does that work? Yeah. And that's just one of many problems. Another problem is this. Um Look, I mean, if a perfectly good God allows all the suffering that we see around us, that implies that maybe we're wrong about the idea that we should be preventing suffering. After all, if God is supposedly perfectly good and he isn't preventing all this suffering, shouldn't we be following his lead? Yeah, it's like this. Let's say I look outside my window and I see my neighbor's daughter drowning in the pool. Hmm. Am I supposed to know that I should rescue her? Maybe God has a reason to drown her. Mm -hmm. If she does drown, that's what they'll say. They'll claim that God must have had a reason to take her. So if I rescue this girl, then I would be thwarting this higher purpose that everybody would be claiming that God must have had. And everything would be ruined just because of me. Besides, if I, as a mere mortal, have no way of understanding God's infinite wisdom or why he does these things, then I have no way of knowing whether or not to save the girl. It wouldn't be the first time God killed a child. That's right. And here's another problem. It's worth reminding people that God-based morality is a subjective moral theory because it's grounded in the attitudes or nature of a person, namely God. Now, that doesn't make God-based morality false, but I have to remind people of this when they say that you can't have objective morality without God, because the truth is, contrary to what William Lane Craig says, you actually can't have objective morality with God. God-based morality is subjective. What do you mean when you say God-based morality is subjective? Well, like I said, God-based ethics grounds morality in the attitudes of a person. That's what subjectivism is. You're saying that it's similar to individual subjectivism. Um, mm -hmm. Individual subjectivism right. grounds moral value in the attitudes of each individual. And then there's cultural subjectivism, mm -hmm. to give another example, which grounds moral value in the attitudes that dominate each particular culture. Right, and divine command theory grounds moral value in the attitudes or nature of God, and that makes it a subjective moral theory. It's grounded in the attitudes of a particular person. I think some of the people who say God-based morality is objective might actually be wanting to say that what makes God-based morality special is that it's universal. Yeah. Um, individual subjectivism gives you different moral claims for each individual, and Cultural subjectivism gives you different moral claims for each culture. However, divine subjectivism gives you one and only one moral code for everybody, 
even if it is still a subjective. Yeah, and so it is universal. It's just not ob objective. And hey, you know, words like subjective and objective are used in different ways, even within moral philosophy. So sometimes believers will say God-based morality is objective because they've chosen to define objective to mean something else, something like, uh, you know, morality grounded in something beyond human attitudes. Well, that's true, and... It is something else you can get from God-based morality. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, think about this. Imagine a giant alien appeared in the sky tomorrow. Look, up in the sky! Maybe it's a real little alien. <laughs> no, it's definitely a giant alien. Otherwise, they wouldn't be screaming. Ah, uh, fine. Have it your way. Anyway, so imagine some people decided that whatever this giant alien in the sky approved of, that's what was moral. Okay. Now, whether such a theory is true or not is one question, but according to people like William Lane Craig and their definition of objective morality, this, you know, alien in the sky morality was qualified as an objective theory of morality because morality would be grounded in something beyond human attitudes. But I don't think that's what most people mean when they say objective. So it can't just be grounded in something beyond the attitudes of a particular species of primate. That's mm -hmm. not enough to make it objective. Well, you're right. And uh, and the alien theory of morality. Giant alien. And the giant alien theory of morality. <laughs> well, it would also be universal. There would mm -hmm. be one moral code for everybody, just like a God-based yep. morality. But I agree, I wouldn't want to call it objective. Yeah. So I have a lot of problems with the idea of objective morality being grounded in God, even if God does exist. Right. Well, for me, whenever I hear people talk about God and morality, the problem that I've always had is that there is no God. God doesn't exist. Yeah. Scripture gives us the superstitions and prejudices of people who have been dead for centuries. Mm. The authors, they weren't necessarily evil, but they're far from all-knowing or yeah. perfectly benevolent. Yeah. They were people, yeah. like you and me, who knew a lot less about the real world than we do. Yep. Unfortunately, when you get the moral facts wrong and you carry those mistakes into the future, a lot of good people end up getting hurt. Do you have anything specific in mind? Well, where do I start? There's flying airplanes into skyscrapers. Mm -hmm. uh, killing a girl who was raped because this dishonored the family or killing children by denying them life-saving medical treatment, banning homosexual marriage, teaching myth and superstition to children and teaching them that this is science, which leaves them ignorant of real science, and that leaves them unable to form rational policies to deal with real-world events. Mm -hmm. And Ultimately, trusting scripture to be the ultimate truth in morality, that's like trusting Hippocrates to be the final word in medicine. <laughs> Uh, well, and atheists, of course, get all the moral facts right, right? <laughs> yeah, right, of course they do. No. <laughs> atheists have a lot of disagreements about morality amongst themselves, so obviously some of them have to be wrong. Yeah. But the fact that they make mistakes doesn't mean that God-based morality works, particularly yeah. if God doesn't exist. Yeah. In the end, the biggest problem with God-based morality is that God doesn't exist. Simple as that. So we've talked about why morality doesn't work with God, and next time we'll start talking about how morality does work without him.